Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening. Welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, as always, in the midst of us. But regardless of what's going on in the world today, getting the scriptures together there. Well, I'm excited. I don't know about you. I got to be excited. Somebody got to be excited. Somebody got to be excited, beloved. We can't go all run around with our head in the mud. You know, we got to be excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of what man is doing, because he's always doing something, always getting in trouble. You know how we are. We always getting in trouble. We always got something going. Mm. That's some good water tonight. Bow your heads with me, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship with the people of God, wherever they may be today. Ask to save, deliver, and make free. Break yokes, bring deliverance. You said you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. We need to be delivered from ourselves and our destructions. So send your word of deliverance into the hearts and minds of the people. Touch them as they speak your word, oh God. Move in their behalf. Make ways out of no ways. Bring deliverance to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. Get your Bibles. As they used to say, let's go to church. Well, it's another day's journey. There's the sing song. It's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. It's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. So glad. It's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. Oh, they used to sing songs like that, you know? It was another day's journey that God brought them. You know, they used to sing a song. The Lord has kept me. You don't know, they're all time songs that will get you excited about God, you know. Um, it's another day that the Lord has kept me. Hallelujah. It's another day. That the Lord has kept me. Hallelujah. He has kept me from all harm and danger with my mind. My mind. Stay on him. All right, one more time. It's another day. That the Lord God Almighty has kept me. He has kept me from all harm and danger. Oh, yes, he has. With my mind. Hallelujah. Stay on him. <clears throat> well, glory. We need songs like that. We need a life like that. We need to be able to experience that, that our mind's been on the Lord all day and he's kept us from harm or harm and danger. We're, we're able to worship God in the beauty of holiness. We're able to thank him for his greatness, thank him for his mercy, thank him for his wonderful works to us children of men. So it's another day, hallelujah, that the Lord, God Almighty, he has kept me. Oh, yes, he has. 
from all harm and danger. Oh, yes. With my mind. Hallelujah. Stay on him. I know I'm not a great singer. I ain't trying to be neither. And I'm not trying to impress you. I'm just trying to tell you a song that's there to help you get through the week. Get through the day. And meet up again here. Get your Bible. And go with me to Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Tonight we're talking about. Grateful and thankful. Interesting. Great one thing. But we, 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 we got to really understand what that means. We have to really understand what being grateful really means. We have to understand what God says about being grateful and thankful. We need to understand whether or not we're really grateful or thankful for what God does for us. I ain't talking about for nobody else. I'm talking about for us. So go with me to Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Let's talk about this. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 said, uh, uh, what is that, Romans 1 and 20? Romans, what did I say? 20 is 20, uh, verse 20 and 21, excuse me. Okay, verse 20 of 21, Romans chapter 1 and verse 21 says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither was thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Let me read it again. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, and neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish hearts were darkened. When they knew God, see, this is people that knew God. This is not your average sinner. This is talking about church folks. They run around talking about, hallelujah, I know Jesus. Jesus is my friend. They'll get up there and say, Jesus is my friend. And uh, they'll sing that song there. What's the name sing? Uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Tasha Cobb. Now, Phil uh, Leonard's card. Uh, uh, he know me. I know him, and he knows me. Now, they say and they sing these songs, but some of these people don't know him. And one of the things they said that when they didn't know all of him, they didn't want to glorify him. Look what the verse says in verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They glorified God as a materialistic individual that does that. It's about materialisticism. God is about cars. God is about houses. God is about wealth. God is about success. God is God. God is God. Is God. But they never glorified him as Almighty God. They never took the time to thank him for being a great I am. They never took the time to thank him for being a savior. They never took the time to thank him for being a deliverer. They never took the time to thank him to be a way maker. But they only know God as a materialistic provider. Oh, yes, yeah, not make believe it's true. 
People only know God according to materialistic things and what they have. I know God because I got a thousand dollars in the bank or ten thousand dollars in the bank. Blah blah blah. I gave the church a thousand dollars and got ten thousand dollars. All this foolishness. First of all, the sinners could do the same. The world could get ten thousand dollars in the bank. The world could get a car. The world could get a nice job. The world oh, can do just about all that. That's materialistic stuff. But they became vain in their imagination. Their imagination was nothing about the things of God or glorifying God. Their whole life was focused on materialistic stuff. They became ungrateful. They didn't know what great being grateful meant, even though God is blessed. Do you know if you're not careful? <clears throat> If you give your child everything that child wants, that child will steal when it cannot get what it wants when it gets older. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. If you don't teach that child how to be thankful for what it has when it gets older, it will steal to get what it wants. It will kill to get what it wants. It will rape to get what it wants. Hello? Are y'all listening to me today? You got to learn how to be thankful and grateful for the things that God do for you. Now I'm not talking about materialistic things. Your eternal salvation has nothing to do with materialistic things. Yeah. Spiritual. But if you look at this scripture, beloved, it tells us something that took place. It says that because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither was thankful, but became vain in their imagination. And their foolish heart, their heart become darkened. Your heart become hard. You don't want to glorify God for nothing. That you think it's his responsibility to do everything for you. I was watching this TV show. It's kind of like a comedy type of show. And in the show, the lady seen ghosts, dead people. And some of them will come. Nah, I ain't telling you to go look for no dead people now. I'm just telling you about this wacky show. So she seen dead people, blah, blah, blah. So there was her boy. Somehow they got connected, some crazy stuff. So the only way he was going to accept her that she sees ghosts or believe that dead people talk to people anyway if the dead people told him about the stock exchange. What was going to be the figures for tomorrow? I'm serious. I'm serious. What was going to be the figures? Uh, he said that the dead people they were talking about stock exchange. I'll hire you as my personal seer so you could tell me. They could get them to tell you what the stock exchange is going to be tomorrow. Even a greedy billionaire so he said the only way he was going to buy what she was saying that she see dead people and dead people talk to her if they tell him what the stock exchange would be before it happened. You see, we become vain in our imagination. We become vain in our imagination and our foolish hearts become darkened because our heart of God in a perverse way. I was listening to one of the prophetess that I watch now and then and I get a chance. 
She said something that was really true this morning. She said something that a lot of people do. She was talking about charismatic witchcraft. You want me to tell you what she was talking about? She was talking about people that go to weddings. Listen to this. We're talking about being grateful, thankful, and grateful. Now, she said that there are people that go to weddings, that single women go to weddings, and they're watching the heart. They walk down the aisle, and they get ready to take their vows in general. And one of those women, some of them women that they hold their friend's hand and be friends. Oh, God, don't let this marriage come to pass. Oh, God, because I know he's marrying the wrong person. That's, she said that's pragmatic witchcraft. You praying because you want that man for yourself. You're praying that that marriage never take place. And people actually do that. People actually go specifically to these receptions and weddings to make sure they find a way to break those people up, to pray some curses on them. But that you can't be thankful for what you already have. That's why you ain't got nobody. You first got to be thankful for being single, first of all, because you can be with somebody. You got to thank God that you got health and well-being of your own. You got to be grateful that God have you in your right mind. First, before God could give you somebody in their right mind. He ain't giving you nobody in their right mind if you out of your mind. Oh, glory to God. He's not giving you nobody if you're already out of your mind. You in space somewhere. I don't care what these preachers teach about name it, aiming, and claim it. It's lies. The Bible said knock. The Bible said seek. The Bible said thou find. It says ask. It says seek. It says knock. Oh, you got to do those things. Name it and I'm claiming a new job. And you ain't got off your behind to go possess one. <laughs> I'm claiming a new house. What are you doing to get one? I need, I'm claiming a new car. You can claim a new car all you want. If you don't do nothing, you're not getting it. Amen. God is going to make me a great evangelist. What are you doing to becoming a great evangelist? I'm waiting on God. How are you waiting on God? I stay at home and just wait. Well, good. Stay home <laughs> and just wait. You got to learn and be grateful. When I started in ministry, I started in the ministry of health. Oh, they don't do that no more. You know that? I mean, they don't do that no more. They want to be a preacher. They want to be a pastor. They want to have a big church right off the bat. They want the big stuff right off the bat. They want to be an apostle. Oh, excuse me. Apostles are not important no more. It's an archbishop, whatever. You can go online and become all that today. I uh, know one, one preacher that was making a joke about it. He said, I went to apply for all five. If it only $250, could they $50 a piece? He went to apply for all five. So he's everything. They call me Bishop, what is it? Archbishop, Bishop, Apostle, Evangelist. Just put all the titles together and then put my name. <laughs> That's the day we live in. But I want to tell you something. Be sure your sins are fine, yeah. You have to learn to be grateful for what God already done for you. You got to learn to be grateful what the living God always blessed you with. And sometimes we're so busy trying to get more stuff 
we can't see what God blessed us with. Amen. All right. All right. Let me help you out this morning, this evening. Number one, he woke you up this morning. Number two, you were able to open your eyes. Number three, you were able to breathe. Number four, you will be able to move your arms. Number five, you were able to get out of the bed. Number six, you were able to go to the bathroom on your own. Number seven, you were able to make some breakfast or eat some breakfast. Number five, number, oh my God, I'll be going all day. Because there's so many blessings you already received. You were able to dress yourself. You were able to dress yourself. Then you were able to get on your cell phone and gossip some. Oh. You were able to flip that remote for your TV on your own. Some of y'all that watch football and baseball, y'all jump up and down when it's the season. You're blessed amongst millions. Learn to be grateful for the blessings you have already. We want all these big blessings. Thank God for the small blessings. Thank God for the small blessings and the big blessings to come. Let me read that verse one more time. Verse 21, uh, Romans chapter one. Because that when they knew God, they glorified our God as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination and their foolish hearts were darker. When your foolish hearts darker, you got problems. Your heart has become darkened with dirt and filth. You got to be careful what you watch on TV, too. I often talk about it. There was a TV show that I like to watch because I used to watch it as a kid, and they made a new version of it. However, one episode they had turned me off, and that was the end of the show with me because now with a woman that was uh, hooked up with a man and a woman, and a woman and a man would get married. And they told her they wanted them to live their sleep with that. After they got married, I'm like, this is nasty, this is disgusting. I'm done. You ain't got no business having that mess on TV. The devil wants to push everything out for you to receive his mess. I don't have to receive his mess. That's the difference. You don't have to receive his mess. And some of them, some of them, listen, let me tell you this. I'm not against homosexuality. I'm against, excuse me, I'm not against homosexuals. I'm against the spirit of homosexuality. I get upset when I'm watching a TV show, all of a sudden that's injected in it. Boom. Some of y'all gonna know this one I'm about to tell you. Some of y'all watch Netflix, right? You notice that any other series that was uh, made before it got to Netflix, it was fine. Soon as you get the next flip and next flip takes over, everybody's cursing, everybody's swearing, everybody's gay, everybody's lesbian, everybody crossed over, 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 sideways, and all kind of crazy stuff. That's next flip. I'm saying that's why they call it next flip. <laughs> next flip. No, it's next flip. Because it just flips you over. I'm serious. I, I've watched many good shows. And once Netflix took it over, forget it. It's come become absolute trash. Amen, amen. Trash. Amen. We're talking about grateful and thankful. Let's move on. Pride, of course, your heart become darkened. Let's go on. Let's go to Psalm 6 and 5. Psalm 6 and 5. 
Look at that. Look at that verse, Psalm 6 and 5. Look at that verse. For in death, Psalm 6 and 5, King James Version, for in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who shall give you thanks? Somebody said, well, I thought we praise God all day long when we say and when we go to heaven. You do. You praise God. But I want you to listen to this verse. For in death there is no remembrance of thee when you die. You're dead. It's over. You're done. I told you so you live forevermore. Let's read the rest of the verse. For in death there's no remembrance of thee in the grave. Who shall give thee thanks? <clears throat> Who? When they dead. They ain't giving God no thanks if they didn't give him no thanks here. If you didn't live a life to go to God, you can't do it when you die. Look at the first part of that verse. It simply tells you, for in death there is no remembrance of thee. There is nothing. If you didn't know in hell, how you gonna remember when you're dead? If you didn't serve God here, how you gonna remember him when you're already dead in your trespasses and sins? You can't remember God if you didn't know him. You didn't serve him. You didn't walk with him. You can't remember somebody you didn't know. The Bible says, absent from the body, presence with the Lord. Paul said, I'd rather be in our, I'd rather leave the absent from this body than present with the Lord. Why? Paul walked with God. Paul walked with God. He was looking forward to die in his flesh and live eternally with God. He was thankful that he got to know God. In the pardon of his sins here. Look at that verse. It tells you, beloved, for in death there is no remembrance of thee. If you didn't know him here, you're not gonna remember him. The fact in death there is no remembrance of God. Yes, judgment, because you're gonna be cast. In oh my goodness. If you did not live for God here. You cannot live for God eternally. There is no remembrance of him. There is no relationship with him. There's nothing. There's nothing for you to be thankful for. Who's going to thank God for turning them into hell? Who's going to thank God for having them go into the lake of fire? Who? Nobody. If you learn the, the story of the rich man, the parables I was given, the rich man sure didn't rejoice when he went to hell. Diving didn't rejoice. He said, please let me go, Father Abraham. Please let me go and tell my family about that horrible place. You didn't hear saying, thank the Lord. You didn't hear saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending me to hell. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm roasting throughout eternity. Thank you so much. No, that never took place. But what he was trying to do, all of a sudden, Diviz was trying to become an evangelist, a missionary. Now he wants to go reach his family. But while he was alive, he wasn't thankful and grateful for God's mercy. Amen. 
He was just trying to save his neck because when his brothers come down there, they're going to kick his behind. You got to understand what the scripture says here. There ain't no remembrance of God when you're dead. It's judgment you're facing. You didn't serve him. You didn't live for him. How, what, 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 what good you going to remember about God? You don't know nothing good about God. You don't know nothing good about God. Not when you die in your sin. You didn't serve God. So how can you remember something about God? Nothing. That's why I said there's no remembrance. Then it says, listen, listen to the rest of the verse. It says, in the grave, who shall give you thanks? Nobody. Nobody's giving God, God uh, thanks in the grave. But though that body that lay in that grave do not give God thanks when it's dead. That body give God thanks while it's alive. Amen. When it serves God. I'm going to say it one more time. That body laying in that grave does not give God no thanks. No dead bodies give God thanks. Because it's dead. He said, wait a minute, you're going off key now. You're saying something different. No, I ain't. The dead knows nothing. That dead body's laying in that grave. It don't know nothing. It's not raising the hand, praising God. But the soul, that's why the scripture says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. It shall not tarry in God's sight. But the soul that have repented of its sins, it'll go in the glory and give God worship. It'll bless the name of God. Amen. It'll get its mansion that God son declared that they would have. He said, I'll go away to prepare your place. If it was not so, thank you, sis, I would not have told you this. And the Lord can never, 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 never. He can't lie. It's impossible this world will pass away. Isn't that something? God can't lie. He ain't like us, you know. We don't lie and smile in your face and cut your throat right after. The dead know nothing when they dead. If they died in their sins, their soul is going into eternity to damnation. The soul that lived before God will go into everlasting joy. But the physical bodies know nothing. Amen. The brain is gone. It's going to deteriorate. The mac is going to eat it up. Uh, so people say, I don't understand the scripture. They're saying that when we did, we don't understand nothing. We don't know nothing. Your body dies. You're supposed to rejoice while you are alive. Amen. Why you alive? You should be rejoicing and blessing the name of God while you're alive. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. It's your choice. What you want to do? How you want to live before God? How you want to bless the name of God? It's up to you. Amen. Nobody else. Let's move on real quick. Let's go to Psalms 10. Psalms, oops, Psalms 10 and, and 5. Psalms 10 and 5. Look at that verse. Psalms 10 and 5 says, His ways are always grievous. Judgments are always. Oh, excuse me, 10 and 4, I'm sorry. The wicked, though, through pride of his consciousness, will not seek after God. 
God is or not in his thoughts. Let me pray for those watching the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this broadcast right now. I thank you for saving and breaking yokes in their lives and meeting the needs in their lives. Help them get a walk with you and become grateful and thank you for your mercies. And everybody out there, continue to pray for Ukraine and Russia and Afghanistan. Those are the three places we're praying for. Ukraine, Russia, and Afghanistan. Pray for those countries. Pray for the people in those countries and God mercy to abide with them. Okay, because everybody needs it. Okay, verse four of Psalms 10. It says, the wicked through the pride of his consonant will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Let me read that again one more time. The wicked through the pride of his face. His consonants of his faith. He's thinking he's so good. And he's so good looking. Or she's so fine. They will not. They will not seek after God. They're not grateful for nothing God do. They feel they're doing it all their own. They feel that they're the one making it happen. They feel like they're the one that's opening the day for them. They feel like they're the one making everything that come to pass for them. They have no idea. They have no idea. It's the God of God that gives them breath every day when he don't have to. Amen. He don't have to wake them up in the morning. He has to stop them on their way. But yet in their pride and their arrogance, they still puff up themselves thinking, there is no God. Amen. <coughs> God don't do nothing. There is no God. I do it myself. I do it all myself. There's no God. That's how they think. And then they want you to think those lies too. But beloved, if God smacked you upside your head and turned you into a mummy, you'll sure come to your senses. You run around looking like a dummy say, there's no God. There's no God. There is no God. Keep running around saying there's no God. When you die, just like that scripture I just read, there is no remembrance of him in the grave. And the grave cannot give no thanks. People that are dead in their coffin cannot give God no thanks. But that spirit is either going to eternal joy or eternal damnation. So pick the choice where you want to soak it up. You only get one. That's the great thing about that. <clears throat> With robotics, you lose your arm, they could give you a robotic arm. Hey! They can't give you another soul that is not the creator of your soul. It is only God. And he don't give double souls. He says to the soul that sinneth, this shall die. It will not tarry in his sight. That soul is not going to tarry in the sight of God. It's going to die. <clears throat> he said, what I say unto wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and if you feel the one, and their blood will be on your hands. But, however, if you warn the wicked, and the wicked turn from their wicked way, their blood will not be required at your hand. Look at that verse. The wicked through the pride of his consciousness will not seek after God. God is not a, you know what? God not in their thought. Listen to this. Everybody from the pulpit to the pew is not serving God. 
from the preachers in the pulpit to the ushers at the door. All are not serving God. You say, what do you mean? There's many people that go to church that don't have God in their thoughts at all. You say, that can't be possible. Yes, it is. I heard an individual say that I know personally. He said, yeah, we like to go to the church to get the girls out, the church girls. They have no thoughts of God in their mind. Their only scam is to get in there and act religious and get those silly girls to get their attention, to get them in the bed and get them in the prostitution. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. The Bible even talk about city lady women. Because God is not retained in their thoughts, much less their heart. When God is not in their thoughts, he's not in their heart because they ain't thinking about it. He's not included, but they're bad. Preachers preach a lot of time because it's a gift. Preaching is a gift. Singing is a gift. Playing instruments is a gift. Amen. It's not a light. It's a gift. After you come out of that pulpit, after you get off that organ or piano, whatever instrument you play or you're singing on the stage, there's a life you got to live. And some of them never, ever live that life. Ever, 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 ever. They're not grateful. They're not thankful. They do not serve God. They do not obey God. They sing about him. Some of them can sing and make you cry. Some of them can preach. You know what? One of my friends told me many years ago. He told me that he was in church. <clears throat> and the the preacher that was preaching, the Lord spoke to him, says that he's a home homemonger. Just like that. He said, Apostle so-and-so is a homemonger. Huh? He's a homemonger. And yet he could preach and make you cry. And he got busted later on. You can't fool God. You can't cite God. You can't deceive God. You may cite people. But the true people of God, when they pray, God will talk to them and tell them about you. That's why I tell people, if you want to know anything about me, if you really love God, know God, really know God, God will tell you, but God's not going to tell you anything about my personal life. He's going to tell you whether I'm legitimate or not. <clears throat> you hear what I said? He'll tell you if I'm legit or not. Because these days, you need to find out if these preachers that's preaching to you are legitimate or not. Amen. Verse 4. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. I don't care what you tell them, they're not going to do it. I don't care how much you tell them they need to pray, they're not going to pray. You tell them they need to fast sometimes, they're not going to fast. You tell them they need to live right, they're not going to live right. They're not seeking after God or no care. And he's not in their thoughts. That's something to think about. That is something to think about that God's not in your thoughts. He's not even included. I'm serious. Most people that love God, they, they bow their head and pray when they're going to eat. People that don't know God and don't love him, ain't acknowledging him at no dinner, ain't acknowledging them nothing. Oh! Let me let me say something. Some of them will say, oh, Jesus Christ, why me? Somebody do it to mock them. 
but be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever man sow. That's he also reap. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Colossians 3.15. Colossians 3.15 real quick. Look at that verse. Colossians 3.15. Look at this verse, beloved. It says, and let the peace of God rule your hearts to the which you are also called in one body and be thankful. I'll say it again. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which ye are called in one body, be thankful. <clears throat> what did that scripture just say? Let the peace of God do what? Rule in your heart. Let the peace of God, which passes all understanding, rule your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let it direct your mind. Let it direct your heart. Let the Lord speak to your heart. But you got to allow him to. You got to include. You know what? I consistently tell people in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. We need to acknowledge God. In order to have God rule our hearts and minds, we need to acknowledge him. We need to include him. So we can be thankful and grateful for his kindness towards us. We need to learn to be grateful to God for his grace and his mercy towards us. We need to show gratitude. We need to show more wisdom and love towards God. Okay, now look at the verse. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. And let the peace of God rule your hearts to which ye are also called in one body. Oh, beloved, now we got a problem. The scripture says something that's not really possible. I guess that has to be. Because some people, because they feel they are uh, Caucasian, you're not one body with them. I'm going to tell you this from my mouth and from the mouth of God. God only has one church. I'll say it again. God only has one church. Did you hear that? God only has one church. Always has. God only has one church. There's not two. There's not a black church. There's not a white church. There's not a Spanish church. There's not a Russian church. There's not an Italian church. There's not an Indian church. One church. Why don't you tell the truth? That you're a racist and you don't want to be around any other brothers and sisters. And that no racists are going into heaven. So you're making up your own church. I'll say it again. Racists are not part of God's kingdom. People get quiet when I say that. Well, my, my, my pastor said only, only us Caucasian people, we're the really ones that's going into heaven. Your pastor's a liar. Any black preacher that says 
that Caucasian people are not going into heaven, they're a liar too. Look at this verse one more time. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in the one body, and that's Jesus Christ. Not your religious organization. You're not born into a eternal religious organization. When you accept Christ, you're born into the body of Jesus Christ. Am I right? You're born into the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're not born into a religious organization. You're born into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Through Jesus Christ. So it tells you to which he also called into one body and be ye thankful. There's a song, there's a scripture in the Bible, but they have a song that goes something like this. <clears throat> be thankful. And abounding. Oh, wait, wait. Be, excuse me, it's be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the words of the Lord. I'll say it again. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the words of the Lord. Because you know that your work's not leave, your labor's not in vain, but you got to be stepped as a move, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The Lord just give me that little song, nine, and then it just gets you to think about these things. I know you want to put corks in here when I sing, okay? But this gets you to listen. One body, one Lord, one faith, one heaven. Only to say in the New Jerusalem, the Bible makes it clear in the book of Revelation. Only the say shall enter therein, nobody else. You gotta really read your Bible. You gotta really read your Bible. You gotta really read your Bible. Some secrets in there you need to really read. Let's move on. Let's go to first Timothy chapter. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 Listen to this First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says I exalt you therefore That first of all with all supplication And prayers and intercession And giving of thanks <coughs> Be made for a man I read it again I exhort therefore That first of all First of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men, not some men. Well, he's black, I'm not praying for him. He's white, I'm not praying for him. They're Russian, I'm not praying for them. They're Ukraine, I'm not praying for them. They're from Afghanistan, I'm not praying for them. They're from Iran, I'm not praying for them. The Bible said we should pray for all men. The Bible said we should pray for all men and give thanks that they all would be saved. It says in this verse, I exhort therefore that first of all, all supplication, prayers, intercession, be and giving of thanks be made 
for all men. All. A-L. Everybody don't like Donald Trump. Everybody knows he's the ace liar. But you still should pray for him until your prayers return to your mother. Let's see, you have something you don't know. All those type of people. But so Kim over in North Korea, pray for him too. Why? Because you never know the mercies of God may get to them. Amen. And they truly repent of their sins. You did a great work when you did that. And they truly repent of their sins and get right with God. You don't know. That's why the Bible said a prayer, prayer, supplication, and giving a thing you got to do for everybody. People say there's nothing to pray for. Are you kidding me? There's billions of things to pray for. Pray for the ants. They smarter than us. Pray for the roaches, leave people alone. <laughs> pray for the roaches to stop running around people's houses. There's a lot to pray for. <laughs> pray for the alligators. They'll stop going to people's houses in Florida and taking over like it's their house. Yeah. Pray for the white great sharks that they'll stop attacking people while they surf riding. Yeah. Or swimming. Isn't that to pray for? Pray for your family. Amen. Pray for yourself. Pray for me. Pray for my wife. Pray for my household. There's millions of things to pray for. Let's, let's be honest. We don't want to pray. We don't want to pray. We don't want to be thankful. Fine. We want to beg God. You don't got to beg God for nothing. The Bible said, ask what you will, according to it will be done unto you. And be honest, we don't ask. We mumble and grumble because we didn't get it. But at the end of the day, did you ask? Did you wait on him? Did you, when you pray, thank the Lord for what you expected. Now, if you're expecting somebody else's wife or husband, you ain't getting it. Don't, don't deceive us. God is not unrighteous God. Stop that foolishness now. Okay? If you're trying to get a sex change, don't, uh, God's not, God don't give sex change. He's a deliverer. He'll deliver you from that spirit. But sex change, he don't give sex change. You could hang up, uh, turn it off, but God don't give sex change. God is straightening you out. If you want to be straightened out, he'll do that. I'm going to leave it at that. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Col Colossians 4 and 2. Colossians 4 and 2. God doesn't change. It's us. We don't want that change. We change like the weather. I'm not kidding you. We change like the weather. We're constantly changing. I was talking to a friend of mine some years ago, and he was telling me about his daughter. He said, my, he said, my daughter. It's like the weather. She switched men each season. <laughs> just like the weather. I couldn't believe he said I was shocked. He said, just tell the truth. My daughter's changed. She said, you get lost. <laughs> all right. That's all we are. We change like the weather. Colossians 2, 4 and, uh, 4 and 2. Look at that verse. 
Colossians 4 and 2. Come on, beloved, look at that verse. What do we say? All right. It says, continue in prayer and watch in the same. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. It says, the what? Continue in prayer and do what? Watch. That's why the short girls say, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Watch and pray. Pray and watch. But it says something else there. In the same with thanksgiving. You know why a lot of times people don't receive blessings on their life? You want me to tell you why? They don't give God thanks. They don't thank God in the best. They'll pray for something and come back and pray for, oh God, I need a car. They'll come right back a couple of days. Then, oh God, they keep giving it to God and take it back. But God, like, forget about it. Oh God, I need a car. Oh God, I need a job. Oh God, I need a wife. Oh God, I need a husband. Oh God, oh God. And God is like, oh God, oh God. The Bible plainly teaches us not to do vain repetition. If you pray about something, leave it on the altar, go about your business and just thank God for it. Be grateful in advance and praise God for what you want. Praise God for what you need. Magnify him for doing it. I'm telling you, I've been in a situation. I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation. The devil even said it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but God, did. you got to ignore your mind and give God praise. And let God, the Bible said he inhabits the praises of his people. We have to learn to praise God in the midst of. Praise him and thank him when you don't feel like it. Praise him when you want to. Praise him when you don't. Praise God for what you're expecting. People today do not praise God with expectancy. They go to church, clap their hands, they watch TV broadcast, and then turn it off and turn on the next one. But you've got to praise God for what you're expecting. I can't get I can't get what God has for you. I don't want it anyway. You know what messed people up? They're too busy trying to get in something somebody else has. I don't want your stuff. I want what God has for me. If you notice my suffering, I suffer myself. You're suffering yourself for yourself. So why you want somebody else's blessings? Why can't you get the blessings with your name on them? You too busy trying to get what other people have so you can't receive food kingdom blessings on your life. Learn to praise God for what you desire, not for nobody else. Now, if you're praying for something that God's not going to give according to his will, that's another story you ain't getting. That's why you need to know God's word. This is just so important to understand. In order to get things from God, it has to be according to his word. You need to know what it works like. God don't give sex change. I don't know why I'm saying that, but God don't give sex change. Those are doctors. I told you about the doctor that did that heart operation on that man and gave him the heart of a pig. That made everything all excited. Oh, we performed our first human heart pig surgery with a heart. 
They are perverting the things of God. That's why the man died. Don't play with God. Don't tempt God. Stop blaspheming the name of God. I don't bite my tongue. They tell you they're playing with nature. They're playing with God. Okay, y'all don't want to believe me. We in the last days? Go read your Bible. You gonna tell you gonna read that in the old days? They did all kind of perverted things. Oh yeah. Ah, right, let me just say this real quick here because I know it's gonna really steam y'all up. Back in Sodom and Gomorrah days, homosexuality wasn't the biggest problem. <laughs> it was fornication. It was strange, plus they were having sex with animals. They were intersecting the animals. They were doing all kinds of perverted sex. But preachers started preaching about, oh, God destroyed homosexuality. And it's seen around because of homosexuality. Lies. The scripture don't say that. It was fornication and all that perverse stuff they were doing. It wasn't just homosexuality. It was men with men and women with women working with and which sounds seemingly, but it was fornication. What you preachers don't want to preach about because y'all do it. Amen. It was fornication. And today, preachers don't hardly talk about fornication. Fornication is sex before marriage. I'll tell you, you're going to hell doing a fornicator. Read Revelation 21 and 8. It's all through the Bible about people being turned into hell for fornication. Stop playing with God and get right with God. Stop playing with God and get right with him. And stay right. Don't take a vacation. Don't come over here for a vacation. Get right and stay right. Be thankful for his mercies. Be grateful for his kindness. Magnify for his ability to save you and keep you. Thankful. Grateful and thankful. Look at that verse one more time. Continue in prayer. And watching the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer, praying about different things, not the same thing. Praying about different things, not the same thing. Praying about different things, not the same thing. Continue in prayer and watch in the same. With Thanksgiving, you gotta watch what's going on around you. You gotta watch what's going on around you. You gotta do the same and walk. Amen. God don't have no blind folks. Oh, you say yes, he do. God don't have no blind folks. You say what you talking about? The Bible says he got blind folks. <clears throat> God don't have no spiritually blind people. People uh, be spiritually blind because they choose to be. They will and ignorant. Amen. I'm not talking about physical blind because physical blind people can see more than you do spiritually. I'm talking about spiritual. Let's move on. Let's go to Philippians 4 and 6. Philippians 4 and 6. Look at that verse. Philippians 4, 6, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, and giving of things, let your requests be made unto God, known unto God. I'll read it again. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, 
by prayer and supplication with giving thanks, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. That's where y'all mess up. Y'all don't thank the Lord. Y'all don't do thanksgiving. You just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. But you don't never thank the Lord. You don't never give thanksgiving. You don't thank him for working it out in advance. I'll read the verse again. I'll read it slowly for you. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. All right, listen to this. That's why you don't need to be going to no priest. Did that, honey, did that scripture say make your request known unto the priest? No. It said make your request known unto, unto who? God. Unto God. We ought to make our request known unto God with thanksgiving. Now, the first part of the verse. The first part of the verse is the shocking part. It says be careful for nothing. Don't set your heart on it. Ask God about it. Talk to God in prayer about it. And give thanksgiving and then wait for him to move in that situation. Don't put all, invest all yourself in that. Be careful for nothing. But everything was prayer, supplication, and giving thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. You got to make your request known unto God. You first got to believe that God is and that he is rewarded. Then let them that diligently seek him. You got to diligently seek the Lord. Of course, everything has challenges. But we got to be willing. See, if you're not willing, God can't move in your behalf. You first have to be willing. <laughs> you got to be willing to ask in faith, not ask because somebody told you to pray. Ask in faith, not doubt. Let's move on. Let's go to Colossians 3.17. Colossians 3.17. Listen to this. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. I'll read it again. And whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and Father, and the Father by him. I constantly tell people, when you go to work, take your job as ministry. People are around saying, oh, I don't preach, I don't do this. Take your job as ministry. You see what that scripture says? Whatsoever you do in work, or in deed. What do it say? It says, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Whatsoever you do, you go to work. Am I right? Am I right? You go to work. You work. The 
show the deeds that you're doing. Do it as ministry. Let the Lord lead you in your job. That's ministry. When you come home, let the Lord lead you in your home. God don't bless people a lot of time because they won't do that. They mumble and grumble and complain about the job. This job is so hard. They don't want to pay me. The boss is so mean to me. They give me so much work. I don't know what to do with this job. I think I'm just going to quit. I ain't got no job to go to after that. And then do all this complaining and murmuring. You don't understand, I ain't nothing like the church in the road. You're worse than them. They murmured and complained and whined and crying and whined and binding and everything they can think of. If you change your outlook on your job, I don't care how bad a job is, y'all could be trash. Collecting trash. I know there's a thing about our garbage people. I don't know who they are. They come early in the morning. Now, if I don't put the garbage out, they keep going. When I put that garbage out, I want you to listen to this. If I mix the recycling baskets with the garbage, the garbage men are going to bypass them recycling bins and only pick up the garbage. I can come out there and scream, yell, and do whatever I want. They're not picking it up for the garbage men. That's their job. They're doing their job faithfully. Their job is not to pick up recycling. If the recycling people come by and garbage is out there, if I put it out there on the wrong day, it's going to sit right there. That garbage is going to sit. I've done it. I've done it. I put the garbage out on the wrong day and the recycling out there. It sits right there. One day was for a whole weekend. <laughs> oh, and one day, I packed the garbage so nice. My wife asked me, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? I said, I'll put the garbage out. They're not coming. What do you mean they're not coming? They don't come tomorrow. They don't come tomorrow. No. You got to wait till next week. Next week? I had to bring all the garbage back in. Oh, I had to put the recycle and all that. Because <laughs> they're not picking it up. What am I trying to tell you? <clears throat> Treat your job as ministry. See the difference. Treat your job as ministry and let God bless you on your job. Go there with a mind. I'm doing God's work. Oh, you want to know something? I don't care what kind of job you have. You may actually be blessing somebody's life and you don't know. It. You may be blessing somebody's life and don't know it. I remember I used to be a messenger. I always called messengers the lowest, the, the lowest type of job you could get. That's why I used to. Because they used to treat messengers so bad. They still pre they treat us preachers bad too. As real when they still treat us bad. So messengers just we just trashed. However, I did my job faithfully. One day it was pouring rain. I'll never forget this day. One day it was pouring rain and I was soaking wet. But I had to make a delivery. And I went and delivered the package. And the man gave me money. He gave me 
a tip. I've never got a tip as a messenger in my life. The man gave me, I'm like, what is this? He said, this is for you. I didn't know it. I didn't ask nothing. But my faithfulness showed up that day. I didn't know him. I never seen the man before in my life. And back then, white folks wasn't doing much for black folks. I'm just going to be honest with you. But God touched that man's heart. I didn't know him. had no conversation with him. I just delivered my, the package like I was supposed to. Do your job as ministry. And I would say, uh, uh, yeah, I would say that. We fail to receive blessings from God because we don't treat the things of God as the things of God. And also we're not grateful. And we're not thankful for what the Lord has done for us. Amen. We're so busy trying to get more. We don't got time to thank God for what we have. Okay, here's the thing. I was talking to my wife early, a little early for service about harsh. I've been offered I don't know how many times to do a trade-in, and I get a brand new vehicle. Trade my vehicle in, and I get a brand new one. That sounds exciting, right? Woo, I got a 2022, 2023 right now. However, I don't want to trade my car in. I'm grateful for what I have right now. Why would I make more data necessarily? See? You got to be grateful what you have. And if the Lord want me to have another vehicle, I won't be spending no additional money. I'm not going to have a two bill. You got to ask God to give you wisdom. Just because you're offered the, the, the world, it doesn't mean you have to have the world. You could just have a little spot and be happy. You got to understand, you got to first be grateful and thankful for God to do greater. You got to be careful. The devil will be giving you stuff too. You got to be careful. The devil will give you anything to keep you bound up. Amen. I'll say it again. The devil will give you anything because he know you ain't going to see God. You get it? You'll say, well, the devil gave it. That's good. Yeah, that means he got you. You want it God's way. When we do it God's way, we come out on top. When we do a man way, boop, 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 down in the trash bin, we go. It's really something to think about. Let's move on. Let's go to Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5.18. We just about finished. First Thessalonians 5.18. Listen to this, y'all. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'll read it again. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's the will of God. That's the will of God that we give thanks in everything that we do, in everything that we say. Oh, 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 whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. Maybe I better change that. Because, because, because you spend your time. You spend your time talking and gossiping about people, lying to people. First Thessalonians 5.18. You spend your time gossiping and lying to people and talking trash on the phone, watching trash all the time. You can't give God no thanks. So you ain't in it well. 
I'll read the verse again. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He ain't talking about nobody else. Talk about you. Talk about me. To give thanks in all things. You know you're not going to give thanks when you're lusting after somebody's wife or husband. You committing adultery, you're fornicating, you're sleeping up with a man when you're a man. I could go on. You got to be willing to do what's right in order to receive full kingdom blessings. You know what? Just because you do right does not mean everything going to go the way you want. I'll say it again. Just because you did what was right, it does not mean everything going to go the way you want. You're supposed to do what's right regardless. Look at that verse one more time. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's the will of God. Amen. To give thanks always for the things that God do for you. Amen. Stop begging. You ain't got no business begging God for nothing. He said, ask what you want to be done unto your point of will. You need to know what God will is for your life, not nobody else. You can't have what other people have. Stop that nonsense. Stop trying to get what Sister Sarah had. I knew an individual. And this is true. When I was a young man, you know what they used to do? If they came to your house and they seen you with brown furniture and they liked it, they went and bought that furniture. If they go to the next person's house and see something that they like, they're going to buy it. They had every they duplicates every what everybody else had. You have to get what God has for you. But we so busy wrapped up falling behind so many other people with other things. We can never see what God has for us and never receive it. You know, there's people. Listen to this. There's people today that would be saved. But they spend all their time with their friends that's not saved. They spend all their time trying to please them. And sometimes those same friends that you're running behind get saved and leave you right there. It's happened many times, millions of times. Only what you do for Christ Jesus will last. Nothing else is last. I'll say it again. Only what you do for Christ Jesus will last. Nothing else is last. Uh, you ever seen a roll of toilet paper? Well, with a roll of toilet paper, it look real nice and full. And then when people start pulling it, I seen this commercial of this dog, this cat. I don't know why this cat did this. The cat went in the bathroom, got up, stood, stood up, took the toilet paper and just kept pulling it all down. Pulled every sheet of paper off the road. Pulled down, kept pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling. He pulled and he was pulling the paper off. And when you keep doing it after a while, there's nothing left. You could spend all your time trying to please other people, make other people happy, and lose your own soul. 
You can do all these other things, like the cat, like the dog pulling with the toilet paper, pulling the toilet paper, all kind of things. At the end of the day, that roller's going to empty out one way or another. Somebody using it or they pulling it. And you have nothing. And that's how our lives are. We spend our lives on the tail, as it's told. But in the beginning of the message, I talked to you about those that knew God but didn't want to retain God in their knowledge. They became vain and foolish. Don't become that way. You need to serve God for yourself. You need to obey God for yourself. Every day. You need to be grateful what God has already done for you and what he's already given you. How he spared your life if you're 50 or 25. Be thankful. Honor God. For his grace and mercy towards you. Every day. I can preach thousands of messages to people. But if, if you don't repent of your sins. It's not going to help you. If there be one that's listening to this or watching this broadcast now that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, I want you to pray this sinner's prayer with me. I have no special power to do nothing. You pray. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call from your heart. Repent from your heart. He'll save you. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my life, my heart, my mind and my soul and save me. Really save me and make me whole. I ask you to help me be thankful for each day. I thank you for coming into my life and saving me right now. I thank you for the sacrifice you made on Calvary for me. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, those of you that need encouragement and need prayer, let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, every little soul under the sound of my voice, I rebuke the hand of the enemy from hindering them, oh God, hindering them. I ask that you touch them, oh God, and strengthen them and give them a mind to serve or give them strength in their spirit and their body. Help them to read your word, help them to study your word, help them be faithful to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen to me. I also need you to help us. By number one, praying for us, help us financially, I really do. We pay for everything. It's nothing free. I'm doing service from home, but all the services that we use, the streaming service we pay for, the podcasts we pay for, the television broadcast we pay for, nothing is free. The converting service, we got to pay everything we have to pay for. I need your support. I need you to go to the website. Uh, uh, org and click on uh, become a partner or send Cash App. I'm not a big Cash App fan, but you can send your love offerings to Pastor BL Wells. I think it's Pastor BL Wells, right? Pastor BL Wells, or you could download tightly, tight, tightly. Um, and you could uh, go uh, look for us under the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, or you could um, send it to PayPal at um, uh, PayPal.me, I think, slash tabernacle. Uh, I think that's what it is. There you go. She got the paper. Hold on. Okay. Uh, okay. It's PayPal. Uh, PayPal.me, tabernacle, INC. One word. Or cash out, pass to BLL. Now, listen. 
I only ask because I really do need the help. Because each year, at the end of the year, this time of year, we have to pay everything in big chunks. And it's like knocks the life out of us. So all the help we could get, we're grateful for it. We're thankful for all the help we could get. Now listen, we have Bible study on Wednesday. Bible study on Wednesday. Also, um, you can visit, I have on my uh, uh, business page, uh, 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 Best Max Travel Services on uh, Facebook. Best Max Travel Services on Facebook. You're going to see, we're going to have uh, a couple of plays that we're, uh, uh, we're doing. We're, we're going to two plays, but it's in 2023. Check it out. I'll have it typed up so I can have information for you. I'll put a link on the website, on our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. Uh, but we have a couple of plays that we're uh, going to in 2023. We'll be talking more about that. Uh, we have a number of tickets, and if you'd like to go, you could go. Okay, because we have people coming from all over the country in the United States to come. All right, until Wednesday night at 8.15 at Bible study, be thankful, serve the Lord, and obey God's word. I'll see you Sunday. On Wednesday, have a day.